Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Gamerland Podcast. This is episode 538. I'm your host, Justin Warsham. With me, as always, is the one, the only, the thekevinmiller.com. Jump and press the circle button, Kevin. Hey, rewind and be kind. I think I've done that one before. That's okay. <laughs> You're allowed to repeat and lather and rinse <laughs> and repeat. And those orders. Uh, let's just play this groove out. This is good. I'm glad we're doing this uh, intro for this episode because yeah. today we're going to go down memory lane. Oh. I, oh, I think you, it, Kevin. I think it'd be very good because... Uh, we need to all remember that video games were not invented in 2006. Oh, I hit a wrong button. <laughs> also not invented in 2006. Wrong buttons. Yeah, those have been around forever. Was Do you remember that commercial? Staples easy button <laughs> invented. Oh, another commercial. Yeah, nice. That's good, where good, I was good. going. Nice. Was that invented in 06, you think? Uh, that seems like about the right time. I think time. it has to be. The, the commercial I was going for was there were the two dudes in the different eras of technology, and one guy is always showing the other one these different eras. And Why do you remember all do you, this? Well, it's a more recent Timo one. Was invented in 06. How do you have all these commercial awareness? <laughs> I didn't get TiVo until I moved here. It went in like 05. TiVo was invented in like 2002. Yeah. Remember we used to drive by it on the way to Great America. Mm-hmm. They built that one thing or they bought that one complex there. And now I think they're run out of a teepee remember, somewhere in remember Wichita. Remember when we would drive by it but we didn't really know what it was? We just saw yeah. that the logo was and then I remember uh, I remember thinking it was some stupid dot com thing. Yes, and somebody mentioned it in a class I was taking, a media theory class, yeah. media literacy class at San Jose State. It was mentioned. Yeah. Also, at the same time, she said, "I know uh, this isn't a plug. It's not like I own stock in them, but I think everybody should get on board with Netflix because it's a service that is definitely worth supporting." And uh, could change the way you become entertained. Yeah, yeah. That's how long ago we were in college, kids. Bam. That's how long ago. Now you have your streaming Netflix and your Hulu yeah. Pluses. When I was in college, it was a really exciting time because it was the beginning of the digital HD momentum things, the stuff that's totally obvious now. I mean, I still had doofus professors that were making me cut things in real to real. Yes. It was so jacked up. And they, they had a room with an avid in it, but it was so hard. Kids that I knew, like friends that I knew that went to, that were like freshmen when I was a senior in college, by the time that they were taking the same class as I were, they were checking out laptops and editing stuff at home. You you had to rent a room this size for an hour once a week in order to work on your video projects when I was in school. And just three years later, yep. kids were checking out laptops. In uh, the radio production class I took at San Jose State, the I remember having a conversation with you about how angry I yeah. was that the professor was making us 
learn to cut tape, not because it was a skill, yeah, but her point was to say that it was better. And I was like, no, there's no way tell the difference. that scotch tape on magnetic yep. reels are better than digital. There is no, no way. way because the efficiency alone makes digital better yes, a thousand I times better. Agree. We, so I was in one of those classes with one of the technical people and he said he was going to those conventions in Las Vegas where they were determining the future of HD and what the industry standards would be. And he, he I'll never forget. He had on the wall. Uh, I, I am a part of the group of people that are rooting for the 1080 and he writes in the wall one eight zero i and underlines it and he said there are other other industry people who would like it to be a 720 p and he's like and he's like la fever yeah and he's like boo and he puts an x on it. he's like we this is going to be better and i was like yeah. wah, 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 wah. <laughs> you are talking digital noise now now and it's now, common knowledge yeah like your five-year-old can yeah. tell me that he's watching a 1080i television uh and the other big um thing i remember snooping in on a class where they talked about convergence uh mm. which is the new media which has happened where all of of media technology is being dumped on to the same track as opposed to having movies in movie theaters television television radio on the radio yeah. yeah every you know and then whatever everything is because of the digital age everything is funneling into the same device and those lines are getting super blurred and then people sue because their commercials show up at gas stations and they don't know it so it's all yeah. shattered around uh, oh, and then the last story of the new millennium, because I went to college in 1999, uh, that same professor... Did you party like it was 99? The whole time. It wasn't yeah. that exciting. No, no one was dead. There was uh, 10% of your grade in this class was to get an email address. Yes! <laughs> oh, I remember getting an email address when I got my gateway. Yeah. I think my first email address was a Hotmail account? I yeah, oh, mine was... MSN. Mine was the uh, sjsu.edu. Uh, MSN, uh, they're still around now, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But MSN was before they created Hotmail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, that predated it. Uh, mine was like Kevin or Miller dot nine at sjsu.edu. <laughs> My first email would have been in 2000. With 90, that MSN, ninety nine or two thousand would have been my first email. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. When was yours? Uh, like ninety eight, ninety nine, somewhere yeah. in there. Probably in that same computer lab. I felt like I was behind everybody, though. Well, you were in the Bay Area and specifically San Jose, where the internet and technology, the tech sector, was extremely pushed. So yeah. yes, you were. But if you went out, I mean, there are still I remember people financing today. a seven hundred dollar desktop PC yeah. for myself, my wife, and my roommates. Yeah. And not knowing why. <laughs> why I wasn't really going. I don't. Th- maybe it's because I was going to go to college or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, I couldn't remember why I needed it, but I, I you desperately I made payments. It. That's to me. Wow. That says more mm-hmm. about memory lane. Is that yeah. I made payments on a seven hundred dollar desktop PC. Yeah. Good that for was you. a I remember piece that thing. of garbage. Was it, it was a gateway? It was yeah. an e-machine? It was a gateway e-machine, and I had knew nothing about any of it. I had yeah. no idea. I was so ignorant, but I was like, I'm going to do this, and they gave you payment plans. The now, thing if that, you told me uh, that if I needed to finance something that was $700, I would laugh at you. Yeah. I would yeah, say, yeah. that is something I do not need. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember <laughs> when I was a kid, I always wanted a computer really badly because I knew kids in the neighborhood that had computers. I wanted one, but we would not get one. And my senior year, I think we finally had like a household computer, but it was it was 
mainly for my brother to play video games on. And my parents gave me a word processing machine, which was a typewriter with a com- with a monitor attached to it. So the only thing I could I could write an essay and look at it on the screen and then hit print and the typewriter would print it out. I'd save all this information onto floppy disks. So that was the- <laughs> oh floppy disks. That was as good as it gets. So then finally, I graduate. I graduate high school. Uh, or I think it was actually I graduated college, and uh, my parents finally gave me a real computer. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a graduation present. They gave me a real computer. And I was like, I went through college with this thing. And well, here's the funny thing is, is that I remember having a, a Palm Pilot. Like, mm-hmm, I was yeah. always the tech-savvy kid. And yeah. for whatever reason, I moved to the Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. and I just had no desire to have any of the gadgets or anything. Yep. And then, so that's why I was so behind on getting a computer and all this stuff. And, but when I was going to San Jose State, people used to laugh at me because what I had was I had a little Palm Pilot that it wasn't your phone. It was yeah. just a PDA. Yeah, it was a different – yeah. They were two different devices. Right. And because uh, I had the Nextel Direct Connect yeah, flip yeah, yeah. phone that uh, you could walkie-talkie someone and that was a free phone call. Yeah. Uh, but I had a like a rubberized uh, like transformer esque keyboard. Yes, and so I would clip that in mm. my, while the lectures, and I would take notes. Sometimes I would spend an entire class writing an essay. Yeah, and then I would go home and I could sync it with that crappy gateway PC, and then print out my. That's still cool. My essay. That's still cool. Right. I'm still down with that. But that's what I'm saying is that the guy who was behind on email was yeah, the one yeah, that yeah, everybody yeah. was like, "What the hell is the guy doing over yeah. there?" It's I had a, like Doctor Who. I had a Vadum tablet. See, it's so funny because tablets it, now everybody's got tablets. It's not a big deal. I do but, remember. But this. there was a pocket of time where tablets were a joke. Yeah. Before the iPad came out, whatever. We used to four, laugh at three how or four big years. that thing was because everybody had the little PDA. Yeah, exactly. So I had I had this. It's uh, you should look it up. It's a Vadum tablet. It's still pretty bitching. It's uh, if you like, you imagine an iPad where underneath the iPad is a keyboard like yeah. that lays parallel and it's spun with it. Spun and laid flat. Yeah. Didn't so it? you could open up like a regular laptop and have a keyboard and look at your screen. But then the the screen part would pivot so it would cl- click on top of the keyboard, hiding the keyboard underneath the thing. And it oh was gosh, it ran on um, on Windows NT. Yeah, those are the guys. Those are the ones. And it's still pretty great. And I I was the talk of the town. I had classmates looking at me all the time. And they would want my notes because I was actually able to verbatim copy and paste notes from classes in there. I've still got this that thing. This is the thing you'd always do. Yep, that you'd one right there. with it. And... But all I wanted to do was play movies, which I couldn't do, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's not the memory. So that's all college-age technology. Uh, let's let's go further back <laughs> to at least discussing computer games that were popular about that era. Zip disks. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I've still got my zip disks. They were 100. My zip disk. <laughs> it was really powerful. That had 100 megabytes. Yeah. It had a hundred megabytes. Ah! <laughs> it has so much information that it requires its own external power. <laughs> and they were like, they were heavy. They were spinning little drives. They were so heavy. Iomega zip disk. The Iomega is still in the scene. My my terabyte sized external hard drive oh, yeah. is by Iomega. That's what- no, that's a no. I had an iOmega external driver. Talk about being on the cutting edge. They're like, no memory. We yeah. got it. We are. We're on it. We're, we're gonna get it. in on the ground floor. So when I was in high school, those friends that had computers, we had the original SimCity, and I would go over to my buddy's house and have sleepovers where we would just sit up all night and 
we would play SimCity. And by we, I mean he would sit behind the console and I would watch him. I had really good friends in high school. <laughs> You're my best, best friend. <laughs> you at least let me borrow the controller from time to time. <laughs> but, but why is that a bad thing? I did that all the time. with, But I, I was the person watching and I was never upset or bothered by it. Yeah, but this was definitely like, like you nah. couldn't even have input on what he was doing with his I, city? He'd get advice or whatever, but it was more like he just was unaware. It was oh. just a high school relationship. He was unaware that there was somebody else in the room. <laughs> that, oh, high school. Uh, but the, I remember he played a game. I wish I could pull the name of it, but it was an up, uh, um, like a uh, top down uh, kind of strategy game where you were a cop in the future or you were like a gunman in the future and you wandered through these towns and you try to sell all these like future drugs and that kind of thing and then you get sim sim packs and get stronger um and w- man i watched him play that game for hours <laughs> and then i watched him playing dune 2000 for a long time oh, that wow. was a pretty solid game that was my great. my friend but this is way before high school i think i was almost in junior high i used to watch my friend play police quest Oh, what's that? It's uh it was I think a spin-off of like King's Quest or something like that, but it was a text-based game but it had like a graphics or whatever. Yeah, I know. <sighs> text-based. Oh games. my gosh, but it was so cool to me. Like What I, was it called? Police Quest, if what? I remember correctly. I was going to type that in and I was like, no, that can't be. It. That can't be the name of a game. No, I think it is. It, oh, the, it, it's uh, it's like Let me make uh, sure it's the right one. It looks like that Retroville game that uh PlayStation came out with recently. Yeah, uh, wait, are you thinking of Retro City Rampage? Yeah, Retro yeah. City Rampage, yeah. This oh. looks pretty great. <laughs> it's uh, pretty yes. old school oh graphics. Oh my gosh, what I wouldn't want to... This is so... Uh, the image uh, in pursuit of the death, or I don't know what that... But that image of the police station, you would start in, yeah. and one of the things uh, was that you had to go in and report and take a shower before you put on your uniform. <laughs> and... And it was like, this was back in the day where if you didn't do stuff, you would just die and you'd have to start over. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, and then I remember get like, you had a shootout, but it was, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. <laughs> oh, it was so great. Good games. Good games from the old future. I mean, because that was the time where they were starting to put, um, oh yeah, I see the, the scene here from Police Quest. So they, they would take pictures of, of real life places and then animate in characters that were essentially like animated GIFs in there. But they were the, the super low res JPEGs and GIFs that were pretty painful to look at. Oh my gosh, there. I, for $7, you can get the Police Quest series. Do it. But I don't have a way to play it. Why not? You have a computer right there. But it's a PC. Oh, it's a PC-based game. Yeah, Sierra. So for another $100, you can get (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping Uh, that there would be like a net-based port or something. I'm sure if you spend a little time, you'll find something. People love love that stuff. Somebody's done a web-based version of that game, I'm sure. Um, So let's start in the very beginning. As Justin and I have mentioned before, we are first-generation gamers. We've played games since the current iteration of home-based console games have been around. Uh, Justin, describe your earliest experience with whatever console that was. I I think it was a Tandy. It was one of those keyboards that you plugged into the television, and I used to play a game... um, I can't remember what the name of it was, but it was like a Pac-Man-esque game, but yeah. there were two cockroaches that danced on the side of the 
screen and they played the La Cucaracha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you, they got you, they go, we gotcha. <laughs> that, remember that whole like uh, yeah. really distorted audio? We gotcha. We gotcha. Sort of like how your two-year-old talks now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need Jacob to interpret. And it would, um, and then that's how you die. And then it go. But it was a maze-based game where you were running around. Yeah. And then from there, there was also a skiing one. Um, let's see. I want to find out what the name of that was. Uh, how do you even Google search that cockroach game? I bet you. Let's see. I put a cockroach tandy game. Bad mojo. That can't be right. Let's see. Dangerously bad mojo. No, that's not right. Um, but yeah. So then from there. I went to uh, Load Runner, which was on my dad's Tandy One Thousand, yeah. and then distastefully bad mojo. Oh. That's what I meant to say. Oh, sorry. Go on. <laughs> um, Load Runner was awesome. I played hours of that game. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It was like a, it was a, for anybody who doesn't know this game. There are ports because I know we've talked about this years ago on the show. There's a port, a web-based port that you could play, mm-hmm. and it's like the, it's like a Donkey Kong s game where there's ladders and bricks, and then there's like four or five guys. And what you have to do is figure out a way to run away, and I think sometimes you have to get something or kill all the guys on a on a map. And mm, then, uh-huh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once you do that, you move on to the next uh, map. And so you had a laser on your hand that you could burn out the brick, but the brick would regenerate after so many seconds. Oh, cool! So you'd have to come up with a sequence, like you'd have to run around and then get everybody in a line. Then you go, and then they would all fall in, and then yeah, there it is. That's not Load Runner, is it? <laughs> no, I was just giving us some Atari-based music oh, okay. to like, be the backdrop of this. But it had that, yeah, you're right. It had that kind of music. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, wait, TS, TRS-80? Let's see if this is the, yeah, number Radio Shack hardware. No, that can't be right. No, because it comes with a radio uh, a screen. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so that was the, um, oh, maybe it was because it was just a keyboard. But anyway, the uh, that was the game that I played, and then from there, I remember going on to uh, the Nintendo. Yeah, and yeah, my yeah. favorite games were Excite Bike. Yeah, when I first got that uh, Nintendo, um, and then I remember we always played like Double Dribble. I was never into Mario Brothers or any of those kinds <gasps> of For sure. or Zelda. I yeah. was always I was a double dribble, Tecmo Bowl, Got Super it. Tecmo Bowl. Well, before you get too far down that generation, yeah. let's start in the proto era, as I like to call it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm that's listening. before the Nintendo. I feel like the because Nintendo started, and we can. This isn't just my opinion. The, the history of gaming consoles proves this that the Nintendo kind of settled out the market, stabilized it, and and that's been the the bar to hit for every other console since then. As we mentioned before, there was the great great video game crash of 1983 where there were just far too many consoles out in the market and somehow Nintendo was like I got a great idea let's make another console <laughs> <laughs> but for me I hadn't played a video game didn't know what they were until my uh, my stepdad came home with his Atari and his Coleco uh, and the Coleco was the newer of the two devices and the Coleco had what looked like a phone keypad one through nine plus the zero button and then these like weird controllers thing so you actually had wheels wasn't it like kind of like wheels yeah they were like a knob but it was a joystick at the same time so imagine a knob joystick but it didn't turn 
it would but it would move you know up down left right and at the four angles so we played cubert on that so it had a high graphics because it could play cubert but then when they also had the atari because they had gotten that earlier and that had river raid and uh pac-man and all those and i would play those games for so many hours playing pac-man to the point where my eyes would hurt and my thumb would hurt because the before the nintendo controller the like thumb based thing you had to hold the controller with your left hand if you were right-handed to stabilize it and then use your right hand to manipulate the thing around your hand both hands were clenched the entire time to to move it around so it, it was mostly in the wrist and it became extremely <laughs> exhausting by the end of it then i remember the first time i held it nintendo i was like weird all you need are your thumbs this doesn't seem fair <laughs> the game i remember came with an actual joystick and yeah. i just remember uh the part that always confused me was there was a trim mm. on the on the up and the, the x and the y axis what does that what do you mean so like uh you would have the joystick right yeah yeah in fact maybe i could pull up an image of it so i could show you um but you had the joystick and then there was like a like on a gear or clicker knob um it ha- and that's how you could set it if it was off center, if that makes sense. Ah, uh, got it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it would give you like this fine. Um, oh, here it is. Oh my gosh! Wow, look at that. I used to play Load Runner on that. So yeah, these, yeah, yeah. That was the, the, that's the, the real deal. Yeah. So the the thing sat in the center, but if you weren't pressing anything and the guy was trying to move up, then you had to turn your trim down a little or turn this trim over. Oh, here cool. To the left. And then that red button was how you would burn the little spots in got the bricks it, and stuff like that's that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's so that, and that detail. was also from the Tandy, uh, the We Gotcha game, also that yeah, yeah. ordered over from that, because that plugged into our television, and then my dad got the Tandy 1000 that was like a, a, a PC. I don't know what he the did. Life on that changed. Thing. Life changed. We had we had boxes and boxes of Atari games, like to the point where, and you remember, you could just hit simply on the console because the console was pretty much like your controller. It was just you would sit with it, uh-huh. and it had uh, power on, power off, and then reset. And then there were select buttons because they weren't on the controller. The uh-huh. controller just had the fire red button and the the joystick. So if you wanted to cycle through, there was a game called Tank Commanders, where if you wanted to choose the level uh, parameters for your tank. Combat, you would you would select select and you just kept hitting select 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 to cycle through. There were a hundred variations for them. So and there was no back button. So if you wanted number eighty seven, you had to go select 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 eighty seven times till you could find that that particular dynamic. And if you missed it, you had to go another hundred to go all the way back again. Wow! Look at all this is it right here. This is the first. That was uh, what it looks like. But it says Atari age on the... That might just be the the way they they make you search for it. Yeah. Uh, Classic computers for sale. I could buy this again. That's how you should spend your money. That's good. We had a Commodore 64, which actually predates all of this technology, and it was a keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) That hooked up to your TV. And if you wanted to save anything, it was a tape deck. Yeah, it was like a, a cassette. Uh, it was an audio cassette tape, and so you would record. Wow. You would, uh, if you were to get a game or mostly a computer program, it recorded it as a, a like a fax signal. Ming gong, ming gong, 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 gong. And so, like to to load a big game could take you twenty minutes for it to to store all of that in its RAM. And if you had a power outage, or wow. if if something happened to the plug or whatever, everything that was in the RAM on the machine 
gone, gone. in an instant. Yeah, gone in an absolute instant. But oh you had basic gosh. computer scripting language, which you would type 10, print, hello, 20, go to 10, run. Hello, 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 That was the Commodore 64. So how did you get your Nintendo? My mom bought it for me for either my birthday or my or my Christmas. I had my own Christmas. Nice. Yeah, it had to be It happens in July. It had to be a birthday or... Or Christmas or whatever that she bought. And I got Duck Hunt. Uh, I don't think I even got the one that came with Mario Brothers because I wasn't interested in it. Really? And then she... Um, Why did you hate life? I don't know. She... Um, what was it? I know I had Double Dribble because that was the game I'd play with my man friend. Um, and he used to always <laughs> think it was funny because he'd go, Double Dibble! <laughs> um, and he was a big basketball nut. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it. How did you get yours? Well, uh, I think I've shared this before. I went over to a friend's house, and they had the Nintendo, and it changed my life that I came home and made all of my toys that exist yes. in the Super Mario yeah, world. Guys, we're all, yeah, we're we all had a big Mario team now. meeting, and yeah. that all happened. Um, so the neighborhood kid that was a little older than me also had the Nintendo before me, and he had Metroid, and I, different friend, would go over to his house and watch him play Metroid mm-hmm. for all of spring break. And that was how he spent spring break. I'd root him on and look at the Nintendo Power Game Guide and and tell uh, help him figure out how to go and move on. So oh, the Nintendo Power. So I uh, for Christmas, same thing. Had wanted it and wanted it, and uh, there was it was a super popular toy. It was impossible to get a hold of, and uh, so <laughs> I remember for dinner after they told me. You're getting a Nintendo for Christmas. Sorry, it's not here now. Uh, and then maybe the next night we had Chinese food, and I was still expecting the Nintendo to come. And they're like, eh, the, the store, wherever it was supposed to come from, just didn't have it yet. And so we opened up uh, fortune cookies, and the fortune cookie that I got said, uh, good things come to those who wait. <laughs> not cool, fortune cookie. <laughs> to which I showed my mom, and she's like, yeah, she was waiting. I think, looking back, I think she was expecting me to, to be like angry about it or something. Yeah. And and instead, she was pleased to see that I was like, oh, okay, so I'm on board with this. When it eventually finally showed up, I taped that fortune cookie to the front of the dashboard of the NES. And it was there for the entire time that I owned that NES. And if you remember, the NES was just a box that had that weird lid thing that you had to lift up to get the cartridge in and out of that was on Which a spring blow. loader. Yeah. And they were the responsible for the 150% increase in... Uh, Five-inch Q-tip sales. Yeah. <laughs> who who thought? Why did they think that it needed to be? Because cartridges had been around, right? We had cartridges on the Atari, and many other platforms. They were open air to the public. Who was like, "Here's what we need to do. It has to be inside an encased box that you can close the lid on. Oh, and also to get it in there, it has to lock down on a spring-loaded uh, contraption. Why? Why was that the thing? Yeah. No other. Uh, Nintendo or anything uh, behaved that way ever again or since. Because the Sega Genesis... Top loader. Yeah. <laughs> put it in there. Put it in there. NES, top loader. <laughs> just put it in there. Everything. And then eventually we went to disc-based, and now we don't 
have cartridges. Yeah. We don't. <laughs> now we just download yes, stuff. Yes, we do. Now the future There's is now. There's memory cartridges that are the size of a, a Listerine breath strip. Oh, which is also amazing that you don't need a whole mouthful of alcohol. Technology is amazing. So for us, we got the, the Nintendo Power Pad and the gun, as well as Super Mario Brothers. I and those gun, are all on, yeah. one, on the one cartridge. So the cartridges were deceivingly large mm-hmm. that you didn't just have one game on them. That you could. Oh, we had three games on ours. Um, and then we also got Zelda at the same. So they're like, oh, here, congratulations, you own an NES. Here's five other games. So I went from having nothing in one day to this, like, swimming labyrinth of games. It was so great. And that was short-lived because then the Game Boy came out. <laughs> did you have the original Game Boy? I did. The following Christmas, I believe, is we were we were crazy for it. All and I played was Tetris. Yeah, we I love Tetris. Um, and we but we had Gator um, Pinball. Did you have that? And then no. Super Mario Land was on no. there too. And then a, a handful of other games. But the the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because I'll never forget this com- this commercial. I thought of it earlier when I was playing with my new docking station for my PS Vita, and it was a print ad in a magazine for the Game Boy. So it had a picture of a kid. I mean, the Game Boy was not a super portable device in terms of portable devices. It had no light on it. It had um, it yeah, required you needed a separate power. Yeah. Clip-on backlight thing, yeah, thing to, to help shine on the screen. So you could only play it in a car when it was bright outside. It required four AA batteries, which it would eat through in the space of an hour if you played it continuously. So it had like an external AC adapter thing. Um, so the print ad has a picture of a kid that he's like, it says portable, and uh, and it's like the dumbest, dorkiest looking kid. His hair's all shabby. He's got the horn rim, eight, you know, fifties glasses, a white collared t shirt with a nerd pocket protector thing that used to be super uh, dorky. And he's like, uh, and he's just got his, he's just holding his lame Game Boy all by itself. And then next to it, same kid, but in a cool eighties t shirt and awesome spiky hair, sunglasses instead of horned rim and cool uh, jeans and and colored background. Pew, 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 pew. And it says, unportable. And it's him with the Game Boy. And then all these accessories that you can buy for it. It's a carrying case and a cartridge holder and an AC adapter and a light board for it and all this stuff that you don't need. <laughs> and I remember I even looked at that at the tender age of 11 and was like, why is that cooler? Wouldn't it be cooler if the Game Boy had all that stuff in it and that you didn't need an external power source and a lighting thing, wouldn't that make it better? <laughs> no. Then it's unportable. Oh. Ah, be unportable. <laughs> but it's a portable gaming device. I totally didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I my Here's the thing. I would never have had anything cool like that yeah. if it wasn't for my mom. My dad uh, never yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the, I remember the Game Boy. I don't, I don't know. I could be misremembering, but I just remember it being a thing where... I didn't even know it was the thing to have, but my mom did. And so oh, she yeah, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? She she, she funded you. Yeah. Yeah. She bought me all my Levi's jeans. My dad would buy me the Orchard Supply Oshkosh jeans. <laughs> That's awesome. Cut. And then uh, he, uh, my mom would you know, buy me video games. And she always became the person, until I got my paper out, she became the person who funded all my video and games. And then you were able to take care of yourself because of your, um, your boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I, I had money. Like uh-huh. I would just I mean, buy my sorry. Own. <laughs> you had your own money. I didn't have a sugar daddy. <laughs> but I, I had money, so I would just buy my own games. And uh, we, used, we used to have a video store called The Video King that we would go down. So it was the sports Yeah, games. remember, that was a whole genre or a whole type of market, these, like, independent mom-and-pop games stores. They could. We had Knight's Video. That was our guys. 
And so you, we would ride our bikes down there. It took us probably about a half hour to Worth get our it. bikes there. Yeah. Worth it. Um, which I was thinking about this too. It's like today, if you ride somewhere for five minutes, you have to have a water break. But we would just go <laughs> and sweat and die. Uh, uh, although there was an AMPM right across the street, so sometimes if I had money, like because I was the my roller, yeah. I would buy everybody a soda and we'd do the suicides. We were suicides. Oh yeah, one of everything. Yeah, and so that was back of, when when the flavor of sugar was good. Yeah, and <laughs> all of the narrative games, like or any kind of platform game or something like that, we would buy, uh, we would rent and try to beat before it was due back. And oh, nice. Then I would just go and rent it again because I was the guy who had the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would always re-rent it or just pay the late fee on it. But we would just was have... that more than re-renting it? What do you mean? Like if you didn't return it in time, did you pay oh, yeah. more the than if fee, you made yeah. it back and re-rented? The late it. fee was much uh, was a lot. I think it was like an extra buck. Uh, and if you went, that's like two Slurpees, right? Thank or you. four Tootsie Pops. I'm so surprised. It's so funny that I'm so hyper aware of like money stuff now, but I think I was pretty generous with my money when I was a kid. You're still pretty generous with your money now. I am? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't feel like How it. many meals have I eaten on your dime, and you never think twice about it? In oh. fact, you get angry when I suggest that I should contribute. You get angry? Yeah, it's a little hostile. Really? It's a little, Jacob and I have been talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like for him to pull his Dad, Dad gets mad. Dad gets mad. <laughs> don't offer to help. Don't offer. He just gets mad. <laughs> just gets mad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah i would oh gosh man yeah these those are good times when we just sit in somebody's house and we we were smart enough to wear it because there's three friends uh that lived on my street and what we would do is if like somebody's parents said okay guys you need to take a break and go outside we're like all right we go outside play a game of basketball and then go over to somebody else's house with the game nice and play over there. We, all had the, we all had the consoles very clever yes and i'll never forget for as long but what did as, you do about save games because there were no save games i don't remember like here, uh, i just because most of the times most of my fun times were i was a kid who was never into sports mm-hmm. because i was not athletic at all right 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 um and yet, I love sports games. I loved everything That's why. Yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. it. I don't know if it had to do with my friends. Like my my friends were way into playing, like you know, the Pee Wee baseball and stuff. They we used to have it called Bell Passy baseball mm-hmm. in Modesto, and they all played. I never played baseball. I didn't do any of that stuff. I didn't take karate classes, and like I took a little bit of a class when I was in junior high, but I was never in anything extracurricular when I was a kid. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing, and. Um, and so I just I don't know why, but we got into the sports games and you never saved them. You just yeah. took turns playing. Oh, that's yeah, sports games you wouldn't need to. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't need to save. Actually, now that I think about it, like on the NES, if there were save games, they were on the cartridge themselves because that's where the the information was. So like Zelda, uh, the games that actually had saves, they weren't on the hardware; they were on the cartridge. And there, I just remember getting games. Like I remember we thought it was so cool that we got Friday the Thirteenth the game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because we couldn't play it. Yep. Uh, Why not? And, uh, because it was so hard. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like, and it, it had it made no sense. Um, but um, the biggest memory I have of getting a game was I was the first one on my block to get the Sega Genesis. Mm. Um, that was the second one, right? Or the yeah, 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 yeah. And um, when it came with Joe Montana football, yeah. And it's I want to pull up the graphics of that now because when we saw. The graphics we had played John Madden, I think it was, or no, we'd been playing Super Tecmo Bowl, and when we saw the graphics on Joe Montana Football, we were like, "Can you believe what we're seeing? <laughs> this you, is amazing?" Like, we all sat in my. I remember the opening <laughs> cutscene and just going, "Holy crap!" 
Can the you future is now. Can you believe how, look at this. It looks so real. Oh, my gosh, yes. Look at this. Look at these images of the game. Now that... It actually now, looked like a thing. Yeah. Now it looks like... It looks it looks pretty cool. And look at his opening. That was in the opening. Um, let's yeah, because they look like actual people as opposed to like lines and yeah, dots. Yeah, just and, lines yeah. and squares and... Um, Let's see, Joe Montana football demo gameplay first. Okay, yeah. Let's see if this shows. Okay, I'm gonna turn your thing down to see if. Oh, that! Oh, that music! Yeah, not bad, not bad. Oh, wow, and it was him. Look, look. But they couldn't have the Niners. Oh gosh. So it says Sega on his screen instead. Oh, this is so cool. Oh, you have no idea how cool this is to me. Th- that music alone was just so amazing. Joe Montana's game picks have top-notch teams, so you want to make uh, take on uh, my teammates and me. We'll have you... Oh, okay, it gives you a little game plan of each of the teams. Run right up the middle on these guys. The defense is weak and will give up a lot of yards. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's good. Is yeah. this bad podcasting? No, I think it's great. Remember this, this sound. This is really cool for me. Do you remember this sound that that's like supposed yeah. to be the crowd? To me, whenever I heard this in games, it always made me think of static electricity, <laughs> of like we're lost oh, somewhere in cyberspace. <laughs> oh, we were just – I wish you could go back to my room. And look at the play art. Oh, gosh. That looks pretty yes, good. Yes, Joe, Joe Madden – or John Madden football was before this because mm-hmm. – John Mann was the first one to introduce 11-on-11 football. What was this? This was 11-on-11, so this came after. Oh, I see, I see. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. You'd have these plays that it would, it would, Joe would have his own plays. Oh, listen to the sound. Oh, that sounded like words. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if those are actual digital dither down recordings of words or if somehow they tweaked uh, the the sound maps in order to make the sounds. That sounds oh, like a voice. Yeah, that that sounds like a voice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Is traveling there? Is that what just... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's double dribble. Um, oh, my gosh. This is incredible. Oh, wait. Let's see if it'll... Yeah, the touchdown. Here, we'll go to touchdown. <laughs> Look, here it comes. He's going to return a punt for a touchdown. You can break tackles. And see, now listening to that, imagine yourself as a parent uh, that was alive in the 60s, and you hear this playing in your kid's room. That's not very interesting. <laughs> and if we hear that, like, I can get why my parents would be like, that's not very good because there's not a lot going. Now games are, like, full-on movies. My wife walked by you playing Uncharted and was like, what happens to the girl and the guy? Did they get together? Like, hooked into the narrative yeah. of the story. Get Games that we were playing in our kids' bedroom, there's a reason why they were saying going outside because there was <laughs> very little uh, value to this. Listen to this. What is that noise? <laughs> oh, fumble. Oh, gosh, this game was so good. We'll have to get it for you. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, um, back in the Miller household, I uh, worked to get the Super Nintendo and worked extremely hard to, to move up to the next level. But my brother, meanwhile, three years younger than me, uh, fought to get the Sega Genesis, which was the Sega Companion. And if you'll give me back the music. Oh, I'm sorry. No, don't be. This this game, he so we would have 
It was always a, a war zone between my brother and I. You don't understand this as an only child, but you've yeah. seen it develop within your own home. We essentially were two nations stuck on the same desert island. And so on my side of the nation, we had the Nintendo. On his side of the nation, he had the Sega, and he had a game that I desperately always wanted to play called Kid Chameleon. And we are listening to the sound of And like you listening to that, it just brings back all this like, oh, why I want to play this right now. So Kid Chameleon, like Super Mario, uh, it would change into different suits based on things that he would touch, just like Sly does in Thieves in Time. Because uh, in Super Mario or Super Mario World, you remember you or in Super Mario Three, you did the raccoon thing. So in Super Mario World, you did something similar. In Kid Chameleon, you get sucked into a video game and do a holographic video game, and then you would have all these different things you would become, and that's why it was called Kid Chameleon. Uh-huh. So uh, it was like Kid versus Cyberspace, and my brother and I would have like trade-off times so that I. Could play his Sega while he would play my Super Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> it was the only way that we could survive. They were very delicately arranged treaties that often involved Lego pieces. <laughs> really? Like I, there were Lego pieces that I like he that you wanted. Guys had a prison currency. Yeah, absolutely. So when we were very little, there were the. I had this Astro Lego set that had these shields that would drop down and open up like this on a hinge, uh, like a cockpit on a plane, but they were blue and see-through. And it's some stupid trade I made. I traded them to him, and he made Bat Commander, <laughs> which was this Lego man with just arms sticking out and legs sticking out, and then he used those shields as the wings, and I fought for years to trade back the wings, and every trade that came up, I would always request, can I have Bat Commander's wings? No. Can I have Bat Commander's wings? No. When finally my brother grew up, and uh, I didn't, I now own all the Legos, and I have reminded him several times that I own the Bat Commander's wings. <laughs> and all of his battle beasts. <laughs> I know, Kevin. I know. I know. You do. That's awesome. Meanwhile, on the Super Nintendo front, for me, I uh, it's always Christmas that you would get these sort of things, right? So... I uh, I sat around and I think I might have shared this before uh, on the show that I wanted Super Mario Brothers so badly and wanted the Super Nintendo so badly that on Christmas Eve I laid in my living room dreaming about how the next day, like literally up for hours, thinking about how all I was going to do the next day was play Super Mario World because I was convinced that I was going to get it. I didn't get it. I didn't get a Super yeah, Nintendo. Tell me the story. Yeah, that no matter how badly I wanted it. It didn't come, and I was so sad. What the hell, Santa? And it wasn't like the Nintendo where I was getting it later. It was not on the menu, and I was devastated. I then worked for months to scrape together every penny that I could and finagle and sell like, what things. Did you have, what kind of chores did you have to do? We we did. I don't recall the chore system of like work for money or any of that kind of stuff. I remember being a very nominal amount of money, like maybe five dollars or something. A week. That's probably that would probably be pretty so you good. You had an allowance. You didn't have to do chores. We had. I think it was an ex, like you did things, but then you also got a you got allowance for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it wasn't what I want to do with my kid. Is there are tasks he like chores are a part of the household when he's old enough. Everybody does chores. I don't get paid for for taking out the trash, and I don't want him to think that that's something you get paid to do, because when you grow up and move out of your house, nobody's going to pay you to take out your trash, mm-hmm. but I'm going to pay him for his grades when he gets old enough to make schoolwork, and I'll find something comparable to that when he's younger uh, that he needs to accomplish. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. Please sorry. stop. Please I'm stop sorry. doing that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're ruining the show. I usually am. <laughs> I usually am. I'm going to go home and play this. Super Mario World was a pretty sweet game. I need a Nintendo in my house again. You know, right? 
about your I've, been, week. I've <laughs> sit here looking at Joe Montana football yeah. and and John Madden football, and uh, I was like, man, that, oh gosh, that music. Why? Yeah, I need Just to take you right back. Tone. Oh yeah, that'd be That's good. What I'm gonna do. Can you make it a ring back tone? No, <laughs> I don't know how to do that. I now, suck. if you would play our opening theme song again, okay, for us. Um, did you ever have Mario Paint? No. Oh, uh, now Mario Paint was like. Now where I am with, like, the Connect and the Move and all those, uh, that's how I felt about Mario Paint when it came around. It was another, like, $80, and it was this whole uh, external thing. I can't even remember what it looked like. I think it was, like, a touchpad or something or a drawing thing, something. And it allowed you to make uh, art and music uh, like this. And... Um, the neighborhood kid got it. This this kid that I knew, uh, it was about in junior high now, and he was going to sell it to me for some stupid reason for half the price. And I went over to his house to buy it to him because I was crazy for it. And his, uh, oh no, I was going to buy his Super Nintendo off him. That's right. And he had gotten Mario Paint instead. We eventually got Mario Paint. My brother, again, was always better at playing my games than I was. So <laughs> he got this and then he, he just killed it and would be able to make all this stuff. But if it, I think in my junior year in high school, I used Mario paint to submit uh, a video for class. <laughs> wow. So I um, I drew a little... It was uh, uh, Oedipus Rex? No, the Odyssey. Mm -hmm. So I drew an animated cartoon of the Cyclops attacking uh, the crew and the sheep and everything, and uh, then I to make it work, I... Because it wasn't really intended to be outputted in anything. It was just supposed to watch on the Nintendo. In retrospect, I don't know why I didn't just bring my Nintendo to school. <laughs> oh, because there was no, um, I couldn't have narrated over it. Uh, so I like narrated on top of it. And so I took the, the Nintendo and uh, record, like watched the video, recorded into an audio deck at the same time, then took that to the only stereo system in our house with an audio out that I could then with... Uh, tight wires stretched across our room to the television VCR, plug that in, and the Nintendo video in on the other, and then press play on both at the same time on other sides of the room. Timed it out because I knew there would be a delay from hitting play on the Nintendo to play on the on the audio cassette because I knew I couldn't get over there in time because my brother wasn't going to help me. <laughs> <laughs> and then played it back. So I made I synced up a this communist Sega uh, <laughs> with his with his Beast Masters <laughs> and Moonwalking. Yeah, yeah, Altered Beast, yeah. And so made this whole video, like, synced up this whole thing. It was long, too. It was, like, three or four minutes long of this animated cartoon that I turned in. And the teacher's response, I, it was effort that went into this thing. And it was funny. It did all the points that you're supposed to do, whatever. And her response was, well, it sounds like you kind of made it up as you went along. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I drew this whole cartoon, then I just record myself talking about it or narrating it in real time. I was, I was like, well, I did, but I still like yeah. production-wise alone, <laughs> my effort far exceeds the kid that drew a picture for this class assignment. Kevin, in twenty years, you'll be able to do this on your phone. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it makes me mad. <laughs> what was your favorite? Was was Mo Joe Montana your favorite of that generation? of the Sega Genesis oh, yeah. Super Nintendo hands far. down hands yeah, down yeah. Joe Montana and then John Madden football quickly like it was it was kind of weird I was that's why I was trying to look at it but I felt like I I wouldn't be able to listen at the same time but I was trying <laughs> to look to see cuz I remembered playing the first John Madden football and 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 then and we liked it because we had Tecmo Bowl 
And I think Tecmo Bowl had like three down linemen and a quarterback or, mm, or whatever, yeah, and yeah, a running yeah, back yeah. and a couple receivers. There was something about the blocking that they just didn't have down right. Uh, and then um, when Madden came out, we played that and we loved it. But then Joe Montana football came out, and I just I I distinctly could see myself in my room with all my friends, and we just sat there with our mouths open at that opening mm, sequence. We just yeah, like, <laughs> just sat there going, like it was the opening of Star Wars. Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a great way to put it because I feel like Joe Montana football was Star Wars to my childhood. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, what everybody gets all like the people versus George Lucas. Yeah, I would be able to be a voice on the people versus Joe Montana football. Like if. <laughs> If somebody had ha- something had happened where it ruined, they made another version of it or something, and then from then on, it was that's all we ever did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was jo- John Madden football, John Madden football, John Madden football until I got into high school, and then I found out about boobies. Yeah, and that's what I was just gonna say. Uh, give me a little music there. Oh, sorry. Um, that's what. It, so the at the end of that generation of the Super Mario uh, was Super Mario World Two, Yosh- Yoshi's Island, which is hands down my favorite game of that generation. Same sort of premise, but a totally different art style than any other game out, and it looked like crayons. Like it, now. There are art directors on games, and they have the technology to be able to say, I want the game to look like this or feel like a painting or look like pinatas or toys or whatever. And Yoshi's Island, I think, was the first to be like, okay, we know what the technology can do on its own. Let's try to make it look like something. And that was Yoshi's Island, where they weren't hamstrung by the technology but made it look like a coloring book, and it was fun and different, and the music was great. Um, so then, yeah, then I entered into high school. So we missed all of the, whatever the next generation Nintendo was, whatever the next generation, like Dreamcast. I barely skated through it. What what was the big um, Nintendo uh, that came after Super that? Super Nintendo. And then it was... Before, GameCube? No, Game, it's the one Nintendo in between. Nintendo 64. Nintendo 64, yeah. I had a girlfriend that got that, and we played... Uh, 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 Pod racers on it. That was the only game. Uh, and yeah, I and feel Mario. like I was way older. Like I'm well into high school. Yeah, like high school, uh, early high school, college. Because that, that's when we play. That's when the we Mario. At Jeremy's house. Yeah, all that Mario generation. The Mario uh, Party. Yeah, those came out and stuff. So we kind of, we weren't paying attention to those. But the punchline for me of the whole generational thing is that I finally I've grown up and working in a, a studio that was recording voiceovers for games. So I had money coming out of my ears because I lived at home, and <laughs> I still have this. I went into the store to get an xbox on the release the week that it had come out and go in and and there's you know hundreds not hundreds there are dozens of people there climbing all over the store because they had just had the big console release and they were only selling the xbox if you bought three games one of which had to be a microsoft based game so i had a so i you i got like abe's odyssey and some other cool xbox game and then some stupid microsoft based party game that was lame as lame could be uh and i spent like five hundred dollars what was their attempt was it um monkey ball what was their attempt at mario party yeah it was so oh that was a different game that was on the sega i can't remember what the name of this game was. it was like cyber crashers or something really lame uh but while i'm in that store with that in hand getting rung up i asked the person behind the counter just out of interest hey you don't you don't have game cubes do you because they had come out maybe two or three weeks earlier and the the regular old clerk says no we don't and the owner goes yeah actually we have some in the back and i go I would like one of those as well. 
<laughs> I do remember this. He walks into the back. He says, it's the same deal. You have to buy three games to get the GameCube at the same time. I said, fair enough. Went over, picked out Luigi's Mansion and some, I think Super Mario Sunshine and something else, Super Smash Brothers Melee probably. And, and walked over. later. Yeah, and I was with a friend and, and she's like, do you want me to, I'm carrying an Xbox and three games in my left hand and a GameCube with three games in my right hand. And she goes, do you want some help carrying that? I go, oh no, I don't. <laughs> and I strolled out of there with my $1,000 worth of video game software and consoles hard drive. I, I came up, I still have the receipt from that experience of like, I was such a baller. I, I bought not one console, but two consoles. If there was ever a question that I was a gamer <laughs> sign sealed delivered I re- am, am i am i right because i remember you hearing about this in the makeup room yeah uh, about the right time probably not the makeup room it would have been nickelodeon because i was oh, working at webtone okay, at that yeah, time yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay yeah, it was a little little later than that. Because when we were in the makeup room, you weren't there that year. We all got Game, Game Boy Bo- Colors, yeah. and we sat around and played all the I old got school. one, but I played it at Nickelodeon. Oh, we should have played. And yeah. then when we played at Webtone, when you worked at Webtone, we both got Game Boy Vistas. What were they called? Advance? Yes, and we sat and linked in the backseat of cars. Because we play F-Zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we drive and stuff to college. Oh, memory lane. Do we have other things to discuss? Yeah, we have two other things, <laughs> and we have about ten minutes to do them in. Let's go to the news feed. Well, that's good. We we started with 10 years ago, and we ended with 10 years ago. So let's talk about what's going on today. Just a few weeks ago, Grand Theft Auto V made $800 million opening day. $800 million. Opening day. Opening now, how well, that's in sales. That's, that's not in just sales. Like profit. We don't know how much they spent. The point is that it's they sold 11 million units opening day. Wow. Does that hurt your brain? I want to double bit. check that. I, I'm looking at the stats right here. Let me just make sure I'm reading it right. Because I don't want... When you first like, told me this no, no, yeah. a billion, by the way. Grand theft... Did I really? Yeah. No, nothing has made $800 billion. Yeah, when you said $800 billion, I go, well, yeah, we I, should be talking about this. I texted you that they made $800 billion? Uh, I thought we were talking about it on the phone. Oh, Let maybe. Me check my text message because I think it did... Oh, I don't have my yeah. phone in here. They made... Just oh, to put this into perspective for you, Grand or uh, Call of Duty... Uh, Black Ops 2, how much do you think that they brought in um, within their first 24 hours? 40 million. 500 million. Oh, so, so, We're but that's close. that would be the last big game. Yeah, they were they were right behind it. They went on to make a. Uh, oh no, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, five. They went on to make a billion dollars within the first 15 days of their release. I don't know what the Grand Theft Autos totals are at right now, but then I'm telling you, uh, the thing that that's so funny and what everybody goes to with this though is the film industry because movies will release at 42 million a billion dollars you said at which it oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so you know movies will make you know uh avatar may you know finally broke a billion dollars or whatever and it took them you know a year or whatever uh avengers made 500 million dollars when it was in theaters and so on and so forth and so everybody compares this 800 million dollars on first day sales to the to the film industry and i it's such a weird thing, kind of to talk about what we were talking about last week. It's such a weird comparison to say that these that these arts that you can make that comparison in terms of money. I feel like it's it's comparing bicycle sales to car sales. It is because it, yeah, they both get you around, but they they have a completely different marketplace and I think uh, and a totally different function. 
I think there's a and tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like there's a lot more man hours in video games, so there, which leads I would to say a higher so. expense. Although, well, you don't film have, and like, development stars like you know we don't have to worry about Robert Downey's pay. Robert yeah, Downey yeah, yeah, yeah. There's paycheck. nobody uh, with the exception of unless they're getting celebrities like Last of Us. A big portion of their budget, no doubt, went into the performance, but they're also working for several days in part of development and saving them a ton of money in animation, um, you know, blocking all that kind of stuff. The camera angle, like all that, settled for you because you had a, a, a director. And some actors solve all that stuff on a, gl- a green screen, and then they just choose the camera angle around it. Yeah, I d- that's that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. That's that's what I want to say. It's like it, it, it's they have to compare it to themselves. Like let's not try to compare it to what the film industry does in terms of sales, other than the fact that you can say we've arrived. Like the game industry is able to make money that you see in the sports industry, in the film industry, in the television industry. Obviously, games are not just what we were just ex- you know no, they're you not you Joe Montana. Have excessive amounts of violence and hookers. Yeah, or like Bioshock, just have that kid train the thing in its head. <laughs> Shouldn't have gone there, bro. Why did I break Talk that? about ape escape. They so they hurt the apes and then they scoop out their brains. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what Is version that they have you? sirens? On oh, them? I was talking about the documentary of the same name. <laughs> <laughs> So big props to the folks over at Rockstar Games. I mean, they they make great games. I think they made one of my all time favorite games, uh, Red Dead Redemption. I'm I'm really hoping that they'll announce that that's that they're doing a Red Dead Two now that this GTA skip straight to five because that's the one that makes the most money. Oh, clearly it makes yeah. eight eight hundred billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> they can buy all of Africa for that yeah. kind of money. <laughs> well, it's funny too because in the same uh, in the same vein, I personally uh, I've played all of the Grand Theft Autos. Uh, except for obviously this one, uh, I think the Saints Row games are better games. Oh, interesting! More fun, but they're like because they're uh, more fantastic. Yes, yeah, they're a companion to the Grand Theft Auto. They're like, well, if you like this, see what happens when we royally screw with it. It's like NBA Streets. If yeah. you like football, <laughs> but play NBA Streets. <laughs> I got I got myself into a corner there. <laughs> okay, bye. Um, yeah, it's it, there. It's funnier and uh, like it's it's the scary movie version of uh, if 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 Grand Theft Auto is Scream, then Saints Row is scary movie. You know, what, is if that Grand Theft Auto is Scream? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, good you analogy. What I'm I that love that we're keeping it to 1999, 2000 circa. Listen, it's very good. Somebody wrote. Did you see that tweet? That <laughs> no. somebody tweeted. At the, somebody tweeted that they said, "My two favorite podcasts uh, uh, make." Have young listeners and make nothing but 80s and 90s references. <laughs> what was their other show? Uh, was it this one? Or it. The, no, oh, it was yeah. ours and then somebody else I, that funny. I didn't know. But so it, it wasn't was... the dad's podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't make that many old references, I don't think, in that one. Uh, that's great. But um, but anyway, um, yeah, I th- and I think it just makes it more fun. And, like, it's great because, like, uh, spoiler alerts. Uh, skip ahead 15 seconds or 30. For probably. what game? For <laughs> Saints Row. Oh, got it. In the, the Hobbit, <laughs> in Saints Row Two, you die like in this mass explosion, and in Saints Row Three, they have this uh, kind of like a montage or whatever where they save you and uh, bring you back to life, and then you uh, because they had to rebuild you because you were involved in a yacht explosion, they you get to rebuild your face and rebuild your character. Oh, very clever! But and then you come back as the same, like it's the same voice and everything. That's that clever. You can That's clever. And, uh, I just I don't know I just I think it's a funny game I'll definitely play both you know once yeah I'm yeah, done yeah with Last of Us I'm I actually uh, some somebody was asking me recently over lunch like why haven't why haven't you got into that is that because of the 
because of the content. And I was you know, not really, obviously I was willing to dive into Bioshock, even though I knew that the, the content wasn't naturally my bag, but the, I, I've yet to be um, compelled by a game that's, that takes place in urban America. Like it just doesn't attract me. There are people at all about being a criminal and running around and, and doing Coke deals and living in that gangster lifestyle. And it just doesn't, that just doesn't draw me in. And, you know, add an alien in there. I don't know. You know, you, you put Saints it in, Row. you put it in the old West. Oh, really? Saints That's Row hilarious. 4, <laughs> you, you kind of take over the world in Saints Row 4. Nice. Like you, you take over the corporation that's trying to take over the world. Nice. And it, the the commercials seem to be showing that there's an alien race that comes in, and that's the new gang you have to fight. <laughs> is this right. alien race? When does that come out? That's already out. Oh, it's okay. Uh, I got to go. Probably discounted. That's probably great. I'll, I'll check. Maybe I can like demo that. Bucks now. But I, but uh, because I love Red Dead so much, and I've seen some of the sh- screenshots from this game, that I was like, oh, it looks like. So it looks like Red Dead, but set in 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 a city, and Grand maybe Death I would Auto enjoy. It's it. an unfair shake, I think, as far as uh, being so crazy and violent. Like there's, it to me, it's no different yeah. than watching the movie Heat. I know you yeah. didn't think this, but I I think it deserves to be accepted because I think anybody who likes the game is either they're already aware of it and they're like, yeah, of course, or they they're like, yeah, he's right because. Yes, there are things where you could go pick up a hooker and then you could, you know, have them take care. But it's not like you, you're not seeing a graphic act. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're, if you actually do the camera angle to look through the side window, you just see the the unanimated, you know, blow-up doll-esque, you know, lady of the night just stand there staring, barely even blinking, and while the car shakes, and then she gets up and leaves, and then you could shoot her and take her money. Uh, <laughs> and so Which is no different... Honestly, it's no different than just weighing lace to to a thousand Mexicans in in Red Dead Redemption. Like the the idea that that's immoral. Like, oh, you had sex with this prostitute and then shot her. I think a better it's example all fantasy. is stomping on walking mushrooms <laughs> and destroying bird like turtles for the sake of your own desires for a little bit of tail from a princess. I mean, let's honestly think about the killing what? spree that Mario went on compared to what you do in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, what is the deal? We got to talk about that for hours. That's So next time, we're going to, to untap the psychology of video game archetypes and what these characters are doing. There's an organization that's that, that started to ask the question. They, it's like a build-your-own-game question. Like, what in the world does the princess do when she's locked in the tower? Like, from that character's point of view. And what... And this is another. I saw another game writer say this at, at uh, uh, GDev or Game Dev, where they said, "What in the world compels Mario to save her ass every time yeah. by herself? By himself? Why the the Mushroom Kingdom doesn't have an army? Why does it take this one dude to be like, I'll do it? I'll tell you why. Yeah. Uh, in the few short minutes we have left before we're out of time. Oh no, no. What this really means mm-hmm. is that this is propaganda. Yeah. Uh, because Mario. Is a dictator. Ah, it's not. He isn't the hero that we all believe he is. I mean, think about it. When you look at a Goomba or a Koopa, yeah, do you really see uh, anger, uh, kidnapping? <laughs> what if Princess Toadstool is, you know, just kind of a, a loony chick who craves drama? I mean, we've seen lots of that. 
See, you're already putting more narrative into it than any of those games I've ever had. Because that's and, what I see. And I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> Let's pitch that game to Nintendo. <laughs> Do we have time to make a phone call? Uh, sure. We can make a we can make a quick phone call. We're at an hour right now. All right. Well, we'll we'll conclude with our phone call. We got lots. We got so much to discuss. You'll have to tune in next week. Yeah. But we've been uh we've yeah we promised this guy that we make a phone call. So I'm gonna dial up. Uh, an expert on the Diablo series. We're super excited that Diablo is finally coming to the console. And uh, this this guy agreed to be on our show. So uh, we were supposed to talk to him about an hour ago. Hopefully he is available to pick up. And if not, then this is a lot of buildup for nothing. So, uh, hello? Oh, hello? Uh, hi, uh, Sertaragus. Yes, this is, uh, this is Satan. How are you? Oh, I'm sorry, Satan. Uh, I go by my pen name. <laughs> When I'm on podcast, it's a, a pseudonym I use. <laughs> uh, we are stoked to have you on here. Thank you so much. Hey, I'm a big fan of the show. I like everything you guys do over there. I, I like that guy, Justin, the way he talks about his wife. And uh, when she chimes in, and, and he's that's, like, shut up. That's, you know? we, we actually don't do. <laughs> just always tickle me in my words. <laughs> We uh, we actually don't you do just that. Gets the the four tail swinging. No. <laughs> we uh, we actually that's our old show. Oh, that dog that wouldn't shut up. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's our. I'm glad you like it. We we've archived uh, that. What I'm saying is I love the JK show. Glad to be on it. <laughs> yeah, that's our old old show. We now do a show called Gamerland. What's that? Yeah, we do a show called Gamerland, and we talk almost exclusively about games. Also, some of the things that are perspective about being guys in the 30s, so our kids and games of that era. That we played as children. Uh, so we, we called you I'm today. I'm sure that's good, too. It's great. I haven't heard it. Maybe I need to play catch-up. I've been a little busy down here. so I would like to know as little about that as possible. <laughs> you want to know what we got going on here? Probably not. Hey, guys, cut the presentation. They're not going to want the presentation. No, we don't want a presentation. No, just go. Go away. Great. Uh, thanks. Did you like that I had to turn my head to do that? Yeah, I appreciate it. It was very good. Um, uh, well, we were excited because Diablo is, is finally... I, Diab- Diablo? That's my Mexican cousin. <laughs> Well, he's he's coming to the console. He gets a lot of. He tries to take a lot of my clout. I, I'm but, talking um, about Blizzard's game Diablo. It's oh, finally the coming. Video game. Yeah, 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 yeah. You uh, you of course know uh, everything game. about it. Yeah. Um, and can you tell us a little bit about Diablo coming? I mean, since he's your Mexican cousin, uh, coming to to the PlayStation. I, I have to be honest with you. I didn't uh, know you were capable of that function. Well, even when I am honest, I am in a way lying. <laughs> So, <laughs> the idea of honesty makes me laugh. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Yeah. I do not uh, have any affiliation mm-hmm. with the Diablo series. Oh. I don't like the way that they, uh, I feel like it's propaganda against my cause. Wait, wait, no, wait. We, we, I was going to ask, because I played it at E3, uh-huh. and I wanted to ask questions about your character leveling up yeah. within the, the RTS-based system. And I would be the, probably the last person you should You have to know something about tra- trolling dungeons. What you're doing is a little thing that we like to call demonist. Okay? I'm sorry. You hear the word Diablo, and you instantly think that I know everything. We all know each other. Is that what you think? I... You, you see another demon, and you assume that we're friends, that yeah. we're buddies? Yeah. 
I, I, I thought so. Yes. I, I'm sorry. I thought we know most of each other, but we don't know all of us. I'm sorry. It's a little, it's a little offensive. I, I'm very sorry. Normally I'm on board, but not, not in this, not in this venue. Are, are you, do you know the guy Legion that infested the, the pigs and made them jump into the ocean when Jesus told them to? I feel like that's that guy that was in that Tom Cruise vehicle. Is that the one you're trying to talk about? Probably. Really atrocious horns on that guy. I mean, Jiminy Christmas, did they go Pamela Anderson with those horns or what? I mean, guys, if we could do a Skype situation on this, but I've got, like, no bandwidth down here. I'll be honest with you. The right, temperature well, <laughs> alone just eats up the conductors, and let me tell you how much porn is coming down here. Yeah, I it's it. pretty insane. We get a lot of it, and it just, it might as well be AOL speed. You know what I mean? That's a reference from 1987. That's not true either. It's probably closer to what? Like 94. 99, 94? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm very busy. I'm very busy. Well, uh, Mr. Satine Saratakalis, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Diablo's cousin. What was your name? Do you want me to come up there? No! Have a great day! Thanks for listening to the JK Show. That's, that's virtually impossible for okay, me to good. have a great day. It's, uh, I am literally living in hell. <laughs> All right, thank it's you! It's not down here for me either. All right, guys? Huh? Huh? Hold on, I, I got some fires to put out. <laughs> that's a joke for your show. Oh, uh, tell that comedian guy. All right? Okay. Bye, guys. Yeah, long time, first time. <laughs> well, that didn't quite go as well as we thought. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought it was very successful. I thought I thought it went uh, I thought it went pretty well. Next yeah. time, you should both interview him and listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> and I will I will sit off to the side. We'll just put both of these mics in the same general area and see what happens. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. How many podcasts get a quick call from Satan himself? I, I yeah. think more than probably we would assume. Next year we need to call. Next week we need to call a, a, some sort of fairy or a robot. Okay. Or we got a lot of phone calls to make. <laughs> we have about six options. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got five weeks ahead of us. Unless I make a thousand dollars. I don't know. I think we can call Bowser. Now okay. we know that. Yeah. We can call Bowser. We can. <laughs> Well, we, we'll, we'll start we can call the, the guy the from the, the Metallica songs, the Inter Sandman. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of options. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed the show. Send us an email to show at uh, the gamer or no, sorry, show at gamerlandpodcast.com. Right, start start all over. Oh, Just start geez. the whole show over. <laughs> again. Uh, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash gamerlandpodcast. Follow us on Twitter. At Gamerland Pod. The big thing we're pushing, though, is go to Facebook.com slash I Want Sly Cooper in his own animated series. And let's Betty White this bitch and make it real. Damn. On behalf of Kevin Miller, this is Just Words saying, okay, okay bye. bye.